Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you got to know what's in and what's out. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right. Welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm Dr. Mike, and I'm here with Dr. Crystal, the doctor of clinical nutrition. How you doing? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm good. This is the in and out that we like for living forever-ish. There's three things you want to do and one thing you don't want to do if you want to live forever-ish, right? So let's start with number one that's in is intermittent fasting. Now you're going to have to explain what that means to a lot of people because it's not really maybe the fasting people think of when they fast, right? So tell us what intermittent fasting is. Well, yes, it can mean what people typically think of, but there are many other variations where uh, there can be time-restricted eating, meaning that you are only eating for like maybe four to eight hours during the day and then fasting the rest of the the time out of a 24-hour period. Um, There is the alternate day fasting. Um, there is the five two fasting five days where you just have unrestricted eating yeah. and two Ooh. days of fasting where, you know, the fasting Ooh. is just more of a, an ultra low calorie yeah. diet during those days. So, I mean, you're still eating, but you're not eating, you're, what's, you're what's eating nowhere point? near the amount. But what's the point of all this? Like what, what, why, why would I want to do intermittent fasting? Is it just another diet plan? Is this, is this beneficial in other ways? Like what, why, why would I choose to do this? Well, we know that, um, you know, regular dieting, uh, as well as intermittent fasting can have beneficial improvements on metabolic health. Um, if you need to lose weight, uh, you know, you're, overweight or obese, then yes, this is another strategy versus dieting every single day, which people tend to have a hard time with uh, sticking to a diet. So this is something that you can just incorporate maybe a couple of days out of the week. Yeah. So, but like, look at the, so you mentioned the five, what was it? The five, two dieting as an example, right? Yeah. So that to me, sounds like five cheat days in one day of dieting. (sighs) I mean, that sounds like my kind of diet. Well, yes, technically. I mean, I always (laughs) encourage people on those five days, don't just go gorge and don't just eat like a crazy Crazy. person. (laughs) You You want to make sure you are still very conscious and aware that you're getting lots of fresh fruit and vegetables and, and, but you don't have to be as restricted on those days as you typically would be so those two days those are your two focused days Man, be me, focused if i can just yeah if i yeah. can get through these two days then i know i can just not really have to think about what i'm eating for five more days yeah so out of out of the ones you listed because i know you've tried this right you've you've yes. done various i'm i'm sure you've tried all the different forms <laughs> so but which one what's what's best for you dr What's best for me is time-restricted eating, where you eat your last meal, eight, nine o'clock at night, and then that's it. And and what works for me is if I eat 
you know, give it an hour or so for my body to digest it. And then I get in bed, put the phone away, turn the TV off because I figure <laughs> if I'm sleeping, I'm not eating. Get to bed. Once, get once, to you're, bed. In, once you're in that time zone, just go to bed. Lights out, kids, get, get to bed. I better go to bed. <laughs> well, if I stay up, then I'll want to eat. So uh, so I go to bed and then the next That's morning, great. Um, you know, I will have a cup of coffee, a cup of black coffee. And that actually helps to hold me over until about noon or one. So there's, Ooh. you know, a 16 hour time span. But that doesn't, it doesn't, fasting. Not, not everybody has to do, I mean, it, the, the 16 hours is what you've kind of adjusted for your, it doesn't have to be 16 hours, right? Or, or, or does it have to be 16 hours? Of no, it, no eating? Actually, you know, Dr. Mike, that's a really good question. Really your time restricted eating is you're confined eating to a specific number of hours, typically between four and 10 hours. Yeah. So it can be longer okay. than the 16 or it can be a little bit shorter. It can be yeah. like maybe 18 hours. You know, overall, this is, I do, I do think it's an important end. We, you know, we've known for a long time that fasting in general, like, you know, like taking a break from over consuming food and just, you know, whatever that means, it can, can be very powerful in, in the body. Um, and so intermittent fasting, it does make sense to me. And I, I think of this and tell me what you think, Dr. Crystal, I think of this, it's not, it's don't think it's not a diet plan. It's more a lifestyle approach to eating, to food. Um, and, and it, it, yeah, yeah, maybe you, you'll lose some weight, but it's really about the benefit of, you know, just better metabolism, you know, overall better health and wellness. So for me, it's, it's more of a, it's not a diet plan. It's the way you're going to live and how you approach food. Yes. And, you know, it can actually turn on some of those fat burning pathways. We talk about AMPK and that pathway. This is a strategy that can help you, you know, just use your, your energy more efficiently and can also help with just overall health of the yeah. body, make the immune system a little more robust. I mean, you can see this trickling down into a wide variety of health areas. Yeah. So that's in number one, intermittent fasting. In number two is green tea. We like green tea. We talk about it a lot. What's new about green tea and why is it in number two? It's in because there's a study that was published in February of 2021, and it reviewed uh, a number of randomized control trials. So intervention trials with green tea. And so now this study That's is right. kind of looking at a group of those trials and what they're seeing collectively, regular intake of green tea and the active components such as EGCG helps to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. So this is something we know, but it's always nice to get a good okay, reminder. It's, it's confirmed, right? This This is a pretty... Decent study, a nice methodology, um, peer-reviewed publication, you know, really, really laying out the fact that green tea has cardiovascular Yes. And, and we know that green tea is beneficial for so many other things. People kind of look at it as being beneficial for um, some of your cancer protocols, immune health, um, also even weight loss. You also see green tea being beneficial. And now we're seeing, of course, heart health, helping to control blood pressure. 
um, in this study associated with lower blood pressure, associated with lower markers of inflammation and oxidative stress. There is uh, improvements in C-reactive protein, which is a marker of systemic inflammation. Uh, and all of those um, variables can relate to improved cardiovascular health. In, in the review of these trials, right, you mentioned these were randomized controlled trials. You know, these, these are, this is the standard, right? These are the kind of studies right. we want to look at. Were, were they all taking a concentrated capsule of green tea or were some of them actually just drinking the green tea? Um, do, do, did you see that in, in this review? <laughs> No, I did not see that. Um, but, you know, I think it's something that, and I guess I can tell our listeners, this was published in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition, ESPEN, um, February 2021, uh, Green Tea and Coronary Artery Disease. Um, and a quote from the authors, the reduction of oxidized LDL and C-reactive protein could be a sign of improved endothelial function in individuals um, at increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. We do know that um, in some of the research, it was the regular intake of, of green tea as well as those active components. So typically you do see those active components kind of isolated or extracted out yeah, I, um, and given in that way. I mean, if we had to guess, I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard to say, right? We'd have to actually look at each trial, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, come on, if we had to guess, I, I would, I would choose this as probably a capsules, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know if drinking one cup of green tea a day is going to give you these the kind of results that they're seeing in these in these trials, right? So I think it's a good guess that it was probably standardized in a capsule. I, that, I'm just guessing. Well, you know, I have seen studies with green tea where they actually look at, you know, people who drink three or four cups a day. You know, there are some people where they actually make, you know, and I grew up in the South, Dr. Mike, so we made sweet tea. And yeah, we left it in the fridge I, all I, the time. I, sweet, I grew up with sweet tea. That's South Texas just as well. Right. Yes, it is. So that yeah. is something that we just kept and around the tell, house. And, and when I say sweet, I mean, sweet. <laughs> I no, no, we're not talking about a tablespoon of sugar. I saw my stepmom make, um, I mean, a good cup or so of sugar in that sweet tea. Well, you know, the goal of your sweet tea, we're getting so sidetracked, but that's okay. The goal of the sweet tea is to make it sweet enough where when your ice melts, it's still sweet. So yes, you see yes. it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so bad. So, it's so bad. But anyway, there are some people that keep green tea around in that way. With our sweet tea, we've always used black tea, but yeah, you black can tea. do the same thing um, and just keep it in the fridge. And that's kind of what you drink all throughout the day. You know, and now that brings up another question. And I think we, we probably know the answer to this, but somebody might be asking, well, I don't drink green tea. I do a lot of black tea. It, can I expect those same results? Probably not because there's different compounds in these teas, right? Yeah, exactly. As as the tea, it's all the same plant, right? But as right. as the, it's based on the maturity of the plant, right? So you got you have white tea, which is young, mm -hmm. that has a different profile of compounds that are healthy, and then yes. you got green, which is kind of the mature, mm -hmm. you know, and that has your classic EGCG, that kind of stuff, and then you got your black, which is more older, oxidized. That's right. where you get your theoflavins and stuff like Correct. that. So, so 
I no, I think you know this is probably specific to green tea. Yes. I don't know. Until further evaluated. And, and, yeah. Now we do know black tea is good for you. They have these compounds called theoflavins. There may be a couple um, types of theoflavins that have cardiovascular benefit. But when you're talking about the specific results in this review, right? that's green tea. All right. So the in number three is walking speed and distance. You want to walk faster for a longer amount of time. Dr. Crystal, tell us about that. Yes, many people, even if you don't have arthritis, experience joint pain, discomfort, following activity. And it could be just going to the mall and walking around the mall or walking around a theme park or just walking to the mailbox. (laughs) People can sometimes (laughs) experience joint pain after any type of physical exertion. And, And so there is research to show that um, that if you do have decreased walking speed, like as you age, if your speed decreases, that is an indication that um, that you may have a decrease in your overall lifespan because you walk slower. And so in this research, uh, they took subjects without arthritis who experienced some of that discomfort, and they took a blend of turmeric and tamarind. Now, turmeric, we know turmeric. Yeah, I think everything people are familiar with that. People probably aren't as familiar with tamarind. Have you ever had it? Um, No, I'm familiar with it, um, but I don't think it's not that it's not used that much here in the United States, though, right? It's not, but you can find it in some specialty stores. A coworker actually brought some in to work, and we were eating it, and she just brought it for for all of us to try out. And it's actually pretty good. It's kind of tart, um, a little bit it's sour. From, is, it, is it from Africa? Is it a like a fruit? No. Um, an, yes, a fruit Africa, Africa and Indian yeah. medicine. Um, it's used for its anti-inflammatory effects. Um, but at any rate. It has been shown to be beneficial for a number of, of health benefits ranging from joint health to heart health to even um, some digestive health. Uh, but in this study, the blend of turmeric and tamarind was uh, given to individuals. They kind of looked at their uh, their ability to walk further at you know 14 weeks at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And there was a significant improvement in a six minute walking test. Uh, In fact, 400 milligrams of this blend led to the ability to walk 118 feet farther in six minutes. And- That's pretty uh, good actually. That's that's actually a lot. It's pretty good. And it's, you never really think about the speed that you walk. But after reading this research and kind of looking into it, my parents came in town. And of course, I started evaluating their walking speed. It's like, Dad, <laughs> you, you're walking you put a little them on a time, slow. You put them on a timer and you, they didn't know that you had them on a timer and you were like, watching no, them no, it was just an observation in my head. Just kind of it, checking out, you know, are they moving yeah. and grooving? Or are they yeah. kind of moving kind of slow? Uh, but this is important. This is important. And because right away, we want to make sure um, our listening audience don't poo poo walking. Walking has benefit, right? It's been shown in yes. several studies. Walking 30 minutes every single day has cardiovascular benefit, longevity benefit, especially as you get older, yes. right? 
mm-hmm. what we're saying is that's great, but make sure your speed is up, make sure your distance is up. And if it's joint pain that's holding you back, maybe this is a nice combination, I guess, yes. right? Right. So that's what's in walking speed and distance. I remember my dad, when he was getting older, that was what he did. He walked around the block every day. I made sure it was 30 minutes. You know, he did great with that. He kept his mm-hmm. balance good. Um, he really enjoyed it. I mean, that was, it's a good thing to do. So don't poo-poo walking if you're a, a young young guy that likes to go to the gym and pump iron, all that kind of stuff. Someday right. you, may, you may only be able to walk. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> be careful what you say now about a, us walkers out there. That's right. (laughs) All right. So that was it. Number three. Now we got to talk about the out. This is what you don't want to do if you want to live forever ish. And this has to do with biological aging. So Dr. Crystal, I think let's what, okay. What's the difference between chronological aging versus biological aging? Chronological aging. It's a number. So this is just a measurement of the number of years you have been on this earth. And that's going to go up whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, you can't do anything and about matter fact, it. Matter of fact, if you do something about it and it stops going up, it means you're dead. Well, that's true. Right. <laughs> Very true, Dr. Mike. Good. So I you want that, that number to go up, you right? You want it to go up. It means you're alive. <laughs> but what you don't want is biological aging. This is what's happening really on the inside. And sometimes it's reflected on the outside with the health of your skin. Um, the the health of your hair, the health of your eyes and your fingernails. But this is really aging more at the cellular level, um, at the tissue level, at the organ level. How are you aging? And Dr. Mike, I know you laugh at me all the time, but I I may be my chronological age because, you know, I said, I'm not my chronological age. And Dr. Mike said, I had to correct you. you. I had to correct you. (laughs) You Words matter and how you say them matter. But I do strongly believe that my biology does not match my chronological age. Well, I, first of all, I know you and I know how active you are and um, I know how sharp you are. So I agree. I don't think, I think you're very young biologically speaking. Yes. And that's, um, I think that should be a goal. And I'm happy you, yeah. you meant, you said how sharp I am. I think sometimes it's a mental state as well. Yeah, no. well, I mean, sure, because you're you're you you're smart and you still remember things. That's good. <laughs> but I, for me, I agree. No, no, I I think I'm my biological age is definitely lower than my chronological age. Now, I I'll be the first to admit, I do my exercises, I do stretch, I I I don't exercise as hard as I used to. I have my elliptical trainer, where you know mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go as hard as I used to a few years ago. I don't. But I still get on that. I do a lot of walking with my dog, Charlie, four walks a day, four walks a day. Wow. Um, so I get out there. But I, I will tell you, you know, being in my 50s now, yeah, I, I some of the aches and pains are happening. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know that's and, I, and when I talk to other people my age who I think are very healthy as well, they say the same thing. It's a little elbow here. It's a little ankle yes. there. You know, that's so I am experiencing that stuff. But I think the big things. The heart, the brain, the internal organs, all that, you know, the stuff that really, really matters at the end of the day. I think I'm pretty young, biologically speaking. Yes. Well, you know, according to this study, even if you're not, you can make a change in just eight weeks. And this was the study published in well, then April. I might as well just go crazy and eat what I want and not do nothing. No. And then, uh, <laughs> then just get back on track in eight weeks. 
No, but basically that the participants in this study was put on a diet and lifestyle treatment program, plant-based diet, low carb diet, limited animal protein. So it wasn't, you know, completely vegetarian or vegan. They were supplemented with a vegetable and fruit powder and a probiotic. And then they were advised to a minimum of 30 minutes of physical exercise and deep breathing exercises to reduce their stress. And in like these that. individual, they were able to assess their biological age. There's a test where you can do that, sometimes a, a salivary test or even a blood test to see, you know, what is what is my biological age? And in this research, uh, the difference between the healthy diet lifestyle group and the control was about 3.2 years. 3.2 wow. biological years in that's, eight that's, weeks. That's pretty good. And I know I'm reading your review of that study. And they're looking at methylation and DNA, right? As, yes. As how to, and that's kind of a standard for looking at, and it's not necessarily the, but that, that could be a whole, whole show talking yes. about DNA methylation and why that's important, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's the, it's the pattern of methylation you see on the DNA that gives an a pretty accurate assessment of someone's biological age, right? So it has, yeah. so they're actually, they're looking as deep into the cell as you can. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's really cool stuff. I like that. So that's, so, so biological aging, it's not really about in or out. What, what we want is we want biological aging to be slower than the chronological age of adding a year to your life every year that you right. can't control. Exactly. Wow. So that is our ins and our outs for uh, this month. In number one was intermittent fasting. In number two was green tea and coronary artery disease. In uh, uh, number three was walking faster and longer. That's going to help you. And then, in, and then out number one, and the only out is we want biological aging to slow down, not speed up. Right at the end of That's the day. That's right. Wow. Fantastic show. A lot of great information. Don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com. At liveforeverish.com are a bunch of other uh, podcasts you can download. And when you do, we appreciate it when you like it and you share it. Give us your comment. Ask your questions. We love when you do that. And subscribe so you never miss a Live Foreverish show. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.